I got to tell you, this is, I, I don't know, is the camera back, Zach? Back, back on, all right. All right, so this, this is such a weird experience because generally when we go to peace, it gets all loud up in here. But when we go to peace right now, because we can't play canned music because the, um, the, the wonderful people at Facebook would kill our feed. Um, right, they would kill us uh, right there. And, and so we just, it goes to silence in here because apparently the four people that are in here can't pass the peace. I mean, can y'all turn and like shout and say, Pat, peace be with you? Thank you, gosh, goodness. All right, man, we, man we're excited to have you with us. Um, my name's Michael, I haven't said that in a while. Uh, pastor here at the church and man, we're thrilled that you're joining us in this, in this weird new adventure that we are on. A couple of things, one really specific thing um, is next week, if you, if you remember, next week is the first Sunday of the month. And for those of you who are good old fashioned Methodists, uh, we, we know that on the first Sunday of the month, we celebrate communion, right? And, and so we, we're rolling into this and, 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 and this social distancing thing, this shelter in place thing has, has thrown a wrench into that. Um, but let me tell you, communion is an important part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's that moment where we get to come to his table and, and we get to accept that gift of life. It's that moment where he says, this is everything that I am. Will you be one with me? And we get to reconnect and, re, and recommit to that beautiful gift of life that, that Jesus offers us. And, and so communion is gonna be a little different, obviously, right? So every now and then, um, God whispers a little something in my ear um, and, and, he, and he gives me a little knowledge up front to make me uh, be ready for something down the line. Now, I wish that he would have told me six months ago to buy stock in Zoom, right? <laughs> Can I get an amen out there? I mean, holy cow. I heard they shut it down because it was going so fast. They were like, whoa, we can't sell any more shares, something like that. Um, good for you people. I'm glad you're profiting off of our pain. Um, but but, uh, but he, he does tell me other things. And uh, right before this all kind of went the way it is going, and before I even really understood that it was going to go this way, um, God goes, you need to order some of those prepackaged communion cups. And, and I have to tell you, I don't like these things. Um, I, I have always thought that they were cheesy. I, brought, I forgot it at the first service, but I have one right here. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Hold on a second, we're gonna, we're gonna get zoom up on it. I'm gonna zoom up, right there, you see that? There's, that's what it looks like. All right, everybody see, it's really small. Okay, hold on just a second, I gotta go back. I can't see myself on a camera. This only happens in live television, folks, right? Um, so, so hold on, it's a long aisle. Um, so I, I ordered these things and, and I wasn't really, I, you know, I, I don't, okay, so what it is, it's a little bitty cup with juice and on top of it, it's a saran wrap, saran wrapped. It's like in a Ziploc baggie, something like that, wafer. And so this, this is prepackaged, sealed um, body. That, I won't give this one out. Um, I'll, I'll get, some of you are nervous about this one. Um, I, I will. I will keep this. But this is what we have, and and I ordered 800 of them. I don't know why. I just, I just did. I was like, when 100's good. 800 is better. Um, and so we ordered, I'm really out of breath. That's, I haven't worn jeans and boots in a long time and nor have I really exercised apparently in 30 years. Um, so, so we have these, um, these communion cups that, that we prepared for. And one of the ways that we thought we would do this is 
immediately following the service, we would go out to the prayer wall, which is right over here behind me, um, and offer a drive-through communion service. We'd be out there gloved up, masked up, all these sorts of things, and when you drive by, we would hand you a, a little basket or something with all of the ones for your family, whoever's in that car, kind of like a drive-in movie type deal. Um, but these new shelter-in-place rules put a little wrench in that because really we're not even supposed to be driving around. We're supposed to just hunker down and say where you are. So one of the things that, that we want to do is, is offer a delivery service for you, um, is, is say, hey, we have all of these things. If, now you can do your own thing, right? Next week, we're going to go through the, the whole communion deal. I'm going to have it up here. I'm going to go through the liturgy as we always do, and, and we're, we're going to bless it, and we're going to bless your stuff through over the interwebs. Uh, and so if you want to have your own pita bread or gluten full or gluten less type deal, and, and if you want to reuse the real stuff because you're at home and you can, then, you know, share with Pastor Mike is all I'm saying. Uh, and, and so do, do your thing. But if you need these cups, if you want us to deliver them, let us know. We, we have 800 of them, right? And, and we want to bring these. We have a delivery team. We have St. Andrew's Mobile Infantry, and they are ready and willing and able to do anything that you need. We have a lot of folks who, if you are, a, if you are somebody who really needs to be quarantined, like even more than other people, um, they'll, they'll deliver groceries, they will do, get medicine, whatever you need. But this, this communion deal, if you need some, uh, some of these communion cups, please send us an email. Send it to either covidresponse at saumc.com um, or send it to just Andrews at saumc.com. And we will make sure to get you on that list and to get those communion cups to you. The other thing I want you to know is if you have any kind of need that's out there, please let us know. Um, we want to be here. We are here. We've been working with some schools and doing some stuff with schools and school supplies and some HEB gift cards for families that need those. And, and, and we've been doing some other things with uh, some nursing homes and Natalie's been awesome putting stuff together. And, and so we've been working, and, and we're, but we're here and we're open and we're ready. We are ready to help you however you may need to be helped. Um, and, and then the final thing is, I want you to know that, I, man, I've been getting a lot of um, texts and emails from folks um, who, who have been like, hey, would you pray for, could you pray for this person? Um, could you pray for so-and-so, my, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, whomever it is, um, could, could you do this? And, um, and, and I'm like, absolutely, I can. Absolutely, I can pray for those people. But we want you also to know that um, if, you don't ha if you don't wanna email me, that's great. Email the prayer team. We wanna pray for you during this time. So our prayer team is, the email is prayerteam at saumc.com. We'd love for you to reach out and to connect with us that way. Now, ashes. We don't need no stinking ashes. I can't believe I hadn't said that yet. Um, so we're in week five of our, man, I'm sweating. Is somebody turn the AC on? Is that what Megan's doing? Oh, you're bringing me water. Oh, sweet, just throw it up here. Pull water. Woo <laughs> Thank you. Ah, one's fine. Just pour it on my head. We're making improvements every Sunday, okay? <laughs> this Sunday we shouldn't turn the AC on. We're trying to save money. Um, what, what are the things? Uh, this is our fifth week in ashes. And, and it's the season of Lent, right? So it's the, the season of Lent is this time where we need to be like internally focused and, and really to set some time away to, to look inside ourselves, to, to see, it's like, search me, God, and find those places inside me that grieve you. And, and let me change those so I can become more 
more like you are, more in your image as, as, as this image bearer of God. And, and, and so we, we, we have talked about this over the past four weeks that Lent is this time where we embrace some of those darker areas, some of those scarier topics, but we do so seeing them through the lens of the gospel, what, what we're gonna celebrate in a couple of weeks on Easter Sunday, right? We know the rest of the story. And so we, we don't sit through these moments without hope. Instead, we sit through them and grow through them. You know, this time of Lent, I mean, it's, gosh, I don't know if God was like, you know what, I really want y'all to focus during the season of Lent so everybody stay home. Uh, I'm like, I'm gonna lock down, stay home, right? And you have to focus on yourself. You have to do things. You're, you're focused, you're forced into conversations or lack of conversations with people or that you don't want to or you have to and more of them than you want to and all these, you're, you're set into this little life and situation that is kind of causing all of us to live in certain ways. And, and I, I don't know if you're like me, but um, August said it earlier that she's had moments where it's been okay and then she's hit the wall, me too. Like, I mean, last week I told y'all about when I hit the wall and I just, and Jenna knew that I was just done and, but I overcame it um, and, I, and I moved forward. And, and so there's been highs and lows this past week is, is there's no finish line. If I have a finish line, I can keep running. You know what I'm talking about? If I know the end date, I can keep on head down, tail up and just barrel through that field. But without a finish line, sometimes somebody like me, who's really ADD, I don't know if you know that about me, um, it is, it's, it's hard. And so I've been struggling with that a little bit. And, and so we, this week I had a couple of things happen um, to, to my left eye. Uh, Grace and I were walking down some stairs and, and she was carrying her pictures as she always does. Uh, and and we, we laminate these pictures in these little pouches and they are super hard lamination. Like you could cut steak with the sides of these laminating pouches that we put these pictures in. And so Grace is walking down these stairs and it's dark in the stairwell that we are walking down. Um, but, but we could see enough to walk down. And she, you know, Grace kind of walks like a little drunken sailor anyway, for those of you that know her. Uh, and so she's walking down the stairs and she kind of throws her hand up this way. And, and she's doing it to catch her balance, but she's holding one of these pictures in her hand. And the corner of this picture of this lamination thing goes into my left eye and underneath my eyelid. Ow! Right, I mean, it hurt so bad. And I knew, she w I knew she didn't mean it, right? And so I, thankfully I had the presence of mind not to get mad at her, which if we're honest, is kind of a victory for me, right? Cause I usually like, what are you doing type deal? And, and so it was, a good, it was a good moment for me, but I was in so much pain and blood just started pouring out and it was spraying on the wall. It was really just this, I know that's not true. It didn't do that, um, but, but, it, but it did really hurt. Um, and it was like tearing up so bad. And I shut it, I had it shut for most of the day. I, we went downstairs and, and I got her something to, to drink and eat. And, and this is the first thing in the morning. And then I sit down to start reading some scripture on my phone. I do this year Bible deal on my phone and, and I just couldn't see it. Like it was too blurry. I'm like, oh man, because that's my good eye. Like I'm already blurry in this eye. This was the one I'm driving with, right? And so I'm like, oh no. Um, and then I sit down at my computer, same deal. I have to put on some glasses and, and it was just in so much pain. I was just tearing up most of the day. It hurt to, to open it. It hurt sunshine, all that stuff. It was just, I, I get through that. And then I go outside to do some work outside and I was moving something around this spe outdoor speaker that was under an eave and I was trying to move it. And, and there was, there's a screw sticking out of the wall 
that I knew was there, but had forgotten. And so I'm leaning in to look up to see where the speaker connection is, and the screw hits me right on my eye socket. Right, same eye, just hard, right on the bone, right there. And I scream some words, friends, that are not Facebook tolerant. Like, it, it hurts so bad. And like, just a little bit over, and it would have been Pirate Sunday. You know, I mean, just like patched up, just, arr, Jesus, because um, we would have had to lay some hands on an eyeball as it rolls down outside. It was so close to just going right in my eye, but it hurt so bad again. It, the same day, like hours later, and I'm like, what is happening? And Jenna goes, you know, babe, I really think this is like an, a physical attack from a spiritual thing that's going on. Like, like, like your eye, your vision, the stuff that you're seeing and stuff, Jesus is, is trying to give you some words and, and some stuff moving forward. And, and man, Satan ain't liking it. And he's coming after you. And he's like this physical attack. And I know that makes some of you uncomfortable and it did me a little bit too, cause she dwells in those lands more than I do. But I was like, huh, huh, it, it is the season of Lent. Like it, it is the season when, when we separate ourselves out and we should be focusing in on who God wants us to be. We should be confronting some of those areas. We should be out on the front and, and being ready to be tempted or tested. So that, that's today's topic really, as we get to the, the temptations of Jesus. Remember I heard it through the grapevine, that was a great one of their hits. Um, did the temptations even sing that? I don't know if they did. Um, so, so the temptations of Jesus, it's Matthew chapter four, right? Three of, the, three of the four gospels all talk about this and it's, it's this really big pivotal moment for Jesus and who he is. And in the word temptation, a lot of times, man, we, we need to rethink that word, okay? Because the word temptation, the Greek word here for tempt, we think of temptation as tempting, as, as, as trying to get you to do something evil, right? Is to turn you off of this path and, and maybe cause you to do something that you shouldn't be doing in the first place, right? But, but that's not what this word really means. This word really means testing, right? It's, it's perizine, I think is the Greek word, and, and it really means to test. And it's like the, the Hebrew equivalent of this word is, is used when Isaac um, and Abraham have their little jaunts up the mountain and, and Abraham, it is said, is going to be tempted by God, but God wouldn't tempt him to kill his son. And so at the end of this, he goes, and that's how God tested Abraham. See, it's, it's really, we need to think of this more as, as testing, um, the, t the testing of Jesus. And, and I'll flesh that out in a second. Verse one says this, then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days, and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to a peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, 
you kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus replied. For the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now what you have here in this temptation, this testing of Jesus, and the word testing, again, some of us when we hear test, we're like, uh, and we start cringing a little bit. We hear test and we think pop quiz. Well, I wasn't prepared, I wasn't ready for this. But testing in this sense is, is used to make stronger. Right, testing is this process that we go through. It's not to cause us to sin. It's not to cause us to go down a bad path. In fact, God tests us to conquer sin. God tests us in those areas where we have strength to build them so that we are prepared for what is to come. Because in the testing of Jesus, in this temptation of Jesus, what happens is previously he's baptized by JTB, right? He's in, he's in the wilderness, he goes down to see John the Baptist, cousin John, and, and he goes down and he's baptized and he comes out of the water and God says, this is my son whom I love, right? He has this moment, this beautiful high moment where everything is glorious and great. And all three gospels who write about this say, then immediately he was taken into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Immediately Jesus went to be tested. Immediately Jesus went to, to happen. See, if you know your Bible history and if you, when you hear this and you've heard me say this before, when a number is mentioned specifically, it means something, right? And so it specifically mentions here for 40 days and 40 nights, he goes into the wilderness to be tempted. And immediately you should begin to think of what else happened in the, in the wilderness where 40 was involved. And, and Matthew's trying to draw a point here. He's going, yeah, yeah. Remember the people of Israel when they were in the wilderness? For 40 years, God was testing them. God had a plan for that nation. God had a vocation for him. He's like, look, from you, all the world will be saved. And he takes them out into the wilderness. And they see God's mighty hand in Egypt move in ways that blows their mind. And they go into the wilderness and time and time again, they fail. Time and time again, they choose themselves rather than allow God to strengthen them. And so Jesus, Jesus, Matthew, is good. He, he's like Israel, but so much better. He's Moses, but so much more because he goes into the wilderness and he's tested He's tested by the devil himself using scripture, misusing it, but he succeeds. He finds strength in those moments. He finds strength because look, you can look at the temptations and, and that's a whole nother sermon. Each one of those can be a different sermon, but they're all trying to test a supernatural ability that only Jesus had because Jesus was both fully man and fully God. But what the devil was doing is he was testing Jesus in his strengths. He was looking at Jesus and he's going, okay, I know what your strengths are and that's where I wanna take you down because if you build those, that's gonna be the greatest use you can be to the kingdom of God. And so when God tests us, he tests us in our areas of gifting. He tests us in, in those areas of strength. He, he wants us to grow those muscles so that we can better serve him. And do you know, notice where Jesus does all of this testing and temptation? It's out in the middle of nowhere. 
It's in, it's in the wilderness. If you've ever seen pictures or ever, or ever been there to the wilderness of, of, of Israel, the, the, they call it the wilderness, the desert. Man, it's desolate. There is nothing but rocks and jagged edges and heat. Man, when that sun hits those rocks, it just becomes like an oven and just bakes things out there. And, 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 and he goes out there by himself because he needed to get away from the noise of the world. Now, now I have to tell you something, and I said this at the first service, there's these commercials going around at this hashtag alone together. And, and they're like, oh, we're alone together. And I hate that. Like, stop it, government, you know, erase that thing. None of us are alone. None of us are alone during this time. Alone is a bad word. A lot of you right now are sitting at home by yourselves watching this. Guess what? You are not alone. I am right here with you. Yeah, I may be a virtual thing, whatever, but I am also a text, a phone call, an email away. You have a church family that loves you and supports you and wants to surround you in your love. Some of you are wishing for a little bit more aloneness right now. Can I get an amen for people with children at home, right? And you're like, I gotta have some alone time. They're always here. I love my kids, but sweet Jesus, I was happy to be without them last night. You know, they were somewhere else and I was at home by myself and it was great, happy times for Michael. And it was just, but we need those moments where we can be alone. Alone can be a bad thing, but we need to be separate. We need to separate ourselves out. We need, to, we need to go find some space where we can get rid of the noise of the world and the news of the world. I don't know how many of you are doing the COVID-19 day challenge. I hope you join in the COVID-19 day challenge, man. It's great, we're day five today. It's patience is, is the, the, the one. I think Janet Boswell wrote patience today. And, and I'm excited, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read patients today. And, and I'll tell you, we, we've been doing, our family, we've been the, the devotional every day. We've, we've been making a meal together and, and sitting down and having those conversations about where we see God moving and, and what that looks like in our life. And we've been trying to be outside a bike ride or, or something like that, or a little stroller walk and, and just seeing God's glory. And the extra credit points, man, we, we've been killing the worship music. We've been doing great with that. I don't know how you are. The, 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 the other one, the double secret extra credit, the read rather than watch. Um, so I, I knew, that's why I put it as extra credit because I knew I couldn't do it. Um, but, and I hope you all are doing, taking time to, to really prepare yourselves during these moments that we have. We have these, these opportunities afforded to us by this, this COVID crisis that, that we don't usually, like these opportunities to, to be with our family, but then also take those opportunities to be by yourself to go and to prepare the way that Jesus did, to allow yourself to be tested, to build those muscles of strength and kingdom work because there is a time when this will end. There is a time when this whole process goes away and social distancing is over. I believe it to the very core of who I am. And so right now our job is to be allowing ourselves to be tested, to allow ourselves to be strengthened in the ways that God can use us. The church is being tested right now. Are we gonna keep our doors open? I don't know, we will see, but we are finding strength in this moment because we matter and our message matters and you matter to the kingdom of God. There better be a hallelujah, amen going up right now on Facebook. I gotta tell you right now, y'all need to be interactive. I mean, I can't tell, I can't see anything. That would be way too distracting. But we are the kingdom of God. We are the ones who God said it's your turn. And when all of this is done and people's lives are going to be changed forever by this, we need to be the ones rushing out into the world, bringing the message of Christ with us. 
We're in this process of like a slingshot, like one of those big deals that used back, y'all remember when you used to have sporting events? I don't know if, if you're, are you old enough to remember when we have big arenas full of people and, and they'd be playing games and stuff and you'd have those crazy dudes with those gigantic like slingshots to get t-shirts up to the triple deck, right? I mean, we are like that slingshot right now. This is a time that Lent is a season, that the season of this COVID virus included like whatever isolation deal, we are pulling that sucker back and there will be a moment where God goes boing and releases us into the world. And we better be ready. We better be ready. We have got to take this time to allow ourselves to strengthen where God has gifted us, to strengthen those muscles so that we can go into the world and into the community bringing the love of Jesus Christ with us. I love this story. And I never thought about it before, but I have a new heart and love for this story right here because of something that that, um, N.T. Wright pointed out and I was reading about it. He said, Jesus was by himself, or it was William Barclay. Um, Jesus was by himself, right? The only reason, the three gospel writers write about this. The only reason they know about this is because Jesus told them, right? You know what I'm saying? The only reason they know about these temptations, these, this testing of Jesus is because Jesus took this personal struggle, these moments, 40 days without food, 40 nights in the wilderness where the devil keeps coming at him. I bet you're hungry, Jesus. Look out here, out in that wilderness, there's all these little round stones. They look like loaves of bread, really. And he's like, man, he probably is like, don't that smell good? You ever smell fresh baked bread, Jesus? Aren't you hungry? Why don't you just make bread right there? Right, just these moments where Jesus was struggling. See, Jesus comes back and he tells the disciples. He comes back and he says, man, I I gotta tell y'all something. I, I just went through 40 days God was building me strength, where God was just pouring into me. Man, I was, I was tempted. Not tempted in the way that you're tempted, not tested in the way that you're tested, but, but he pulled the veil away from his struggles so that we could get through ours. I know many of you are feeling tested right now. You're, you're, you're tested by the fact that you're, you're still home, you're surrounded by the same people you've been surrounded for, and, and you're like, hey, husband, it's not okay not to shower even if you're working from home. Can I get an amen? Like 12-year-old boy, shower. Like right now, just go, right now. Teenagers, y'all have got to clean your room, okay? Like you're getting tested right now by things. And, 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 and you're like wondering, like me, where's the finish line? And maybe you're antsy like me. And you're like, I, I gotta see the finish line so I know how hard I have to run and how long I gotta run. I can run. But I just gotta see that finish line. And, and you're, being, you're being tested in ways you didn't know you could be. Here's the thing though, Jesus gets that. He understands it. He went into the, this wasn't the only time this happened to him either, right? I, I mean, he was tested by one of his best friends, Peter. And, and when Peter's like, Jesus, you surely you can't do that. And, and Jesus turns on him and says, get behind me, Satan building strength for what was to come. And then he's in the garden and and he faces that severe testing again. He says, but not my will, your will be done. He's building strength for what was to come. I don't know what's going on in your world right now. I don't know what's going on in your home and 
and wherever you are, however, if you're, maybe you're an essential person, you've been coming and going like others, or maybe you've been locked down with your family for way too long and, and you're being tested. You're being tested in ways that you didn't know you, you could handle. He's got you in this. And you've got this. You've got this moment to build the strength you will need to pick up what God's given us. Because I believe that when we come out of this, we will have the greatest opportunity the church has seen in generations to reach people for Jesus Christ, to remind them of who they are in his eyes, to offer them the hope and the freedom that comes when we say yes to him. But right now, we're being tested. May God give us the strength to build those muscles, to say yes to him and yes for what is to come. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you and praise you that you are not a distant God who created us and left us to be on our own. You're a God who who knows what we know, who struggled the same ways that we have struggled. You have walked where we have walked. You have been tested and you have built those muscles that allowed you to take the cross, to conquer death and to usher in the new creation of which we are all a part. And so we thank you, Jesus, for your death and for your life and for your resurrection. We thank you that you give us the strength to fight through times of struggle and testing. We thank you that you are preparing us for something great and glorious in this kingdom. And we say yes to you, God. Whatever it is, wherever it is, whenever it is, we say yes. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen.